friends, Maestro here, beginning episode 471 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, I am answering the question, do you actually need to niche down? Spoiler, the answer is you have to tune into the full episode to find out, but I promise this one's gonna be a banger. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. It is May 1st when this podcast episode drops, so welcome to May. Spring has sprung, and I'm kind of like gonna knock on wood because when I'm recording this, it's not quite May yet. Spring has sprung, but you know, you say stuff, and then Mother Nature's like, I'm gonna show you, and then the rain's gonna come back, so... Knocked on the wood there, but spring has sprung in SoCal. It is warm again, playing lots of volleyball. It's just, I'm a, I'm a better person when it's nice out. That's why I moved here. Uh, yes, doing a bunch to try and reframe things. And, you know, when it is cloudy and rainy, it means it's snowing somewhere and people love that stuff. And so people like the gloom and stuff. And so I'm like, cool, I will be happy for you, but I'll be sad for myself because I don't like that weather. Um, but it's better. So... Spring has sprung. Welcome to May. Today's episode, we are talking about whether or not you need to, wow, whether or not you need to niche down, right? We are here to answer the question, do you actually need to niche down? The short answer, yes. Yes, you do. The medium answer, yes, as it relates to the online space, things will be a little bit different for the in-person brick-and-mortar space. And then the long answer is the rest of this episode. So this episode, this topic is inspired by a talk that I recently gave at Nicole and Jesse Cozine's Pelvic PT Rising Mastermind. I'm going to call it a mastermind. I believe it's a mastermind. Um, they had their in-person event this past weekend down in San Clemente, Laguna area. Beautiful weather, like I was a little bit jealous because when Jill and I had our in-person event, the weather did not cooperate. Last year, Boss Up, terrible. Weather was terrible. I apologize. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance you went to Boss Up. I'm sorry. I'm still sorry, but I still feel bad. Uh, we had our in-person event for, for Legacy. It's not the weather that we want. Hopefully, our next event is uh, the end of May. The weather gods, Mother Nature, looking at you, will be smiling upon us. But the weather was great. The event was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I got brought in to talk about online business or you know social media, but largely the more you concept, the authenticity part, which I, I just love. I'm super super grateful to both Nicole and, and Jesse for for seeing me and for trusting me to to speak to their people. But part of the talk, I spoke about this concept of niching down and most of, I want to say all of the business owners that were there, there's about 32 or 33 business owners that were there. They all had brick and mortar facilities. And so as it relates to niching down, it is different in when we're talking about in-person versus online, right? Online, 
you have to go more narrow and you are able to go more narrow than in person, right? In person, you will always be limited by who can actually physically get through your door. And that sounds bad. Can actually physically, you know, come through the door. Do they live there? Is it, you know, proximity, things like that. So perfect example is if we think about, you know, in the physical therapy space, the clinic may niche down into like ortho or a pelvic floor. Maybe they do a little combo versus something in the online space where we see knees over toes guy. Look at that niche, right? That's ortho, but look how niche that is. Or maybe they're like the interstitial cystitis expert, super, super niched, right? So it is to me, in my opinion, my humble opinion, imperative that you niche down in the online space. It's just so noisy and so crowded. Of note, if you have a physical space, you have a brick and mortar facility, you do in-person um, business, and you're looking to use social media for marketing, I personally would just use it as a website. I wouldn't really put, be putting a ton of effort into my social media efforts because I wouldn't be putting a ton of effort into my social media, period. Uh, because I'm like, I didn't like that redundancy there, um, because people are not going to find you that way. Not that many people. And the whole goal with using social media is to really cast a wider net. And if you cast a super wide net, but you're like, uh, I only do things in person. Well, we see that that could be a problem. So I suggest that if you have a brick and mortar space, you want to be on Instagram, something like that, that you use it in the same way that you would a website where it's just kind of like you can update it, you know, once a week, meaning you can add pics, you know, some uh, Instagram post once a week, something like that, if that much. Um, and you have like the, the Instagram highlights that would serve as the navigation bar on your website where it's like, meet the team, about us, conditions we solve, or conditions we treat, or tour the facility, testimonials, things like that. Um, so for those looking to use social media to run their business or looking to use the online space uh, to run their business, if they're using social media, if they're using it for marketing, Niching down is a must. The online space is just far too noisy and far too crowded. If this was 10 years ago, sure, just say I help people and you'll probably be one of the few people doing it, right? But it's not like that anymore. There are There's incredible amount of supply, if you will, in the social media space and, and people doing very similar things. Obviously, my um, area of expertise, my niche is going to be health and fitness bros. I could niche down even further into the just physical therapist, but I do have the luxury of having started before, right? I started years ago. And so I have, I'm able to cast that wider net and people now that, you know, I have proof of concept, social proof, I have um, all the reps, the results. And so I can lean on that. But if I was just starting now, I'd be super, 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 super niche down. And yes, the market can sustain it. Yes, absolutely. Please do some market research first. And to that end, it's not a bad thing when other people are doing what you do. It means that there is proof of concept there and there is somewhat, you know, something there to sustain this idea. But it is far more feasible to super niche, if you will, in the online space as compared with brick and mortar or the in-person space because you're not limited by who can actually walk through your door. You're going to deliver this service remotely, which means you have access to way more people. I do see coaches online, uh, business coaches online, telling people that they don't need to niche down. And that's a lie, right? These folks, they're looking to be contrarian. They're looking to be inflammatory. They're looking to get some clicks and get some views. They're looking to appeal to a demographic that is struggling to niche down and feels like they're getting boxed in by niching down. And they're like, okay, it's fine. You don't have to do that. Yes, you do. This is like, you know, someone that's like, Feel says that they want to they want to run a race, but they're like, I don't want to run. And the coach is like, that's fine. 
No, it's not. It's actually not fine. If your goal is to complete this race and run and not have your legs fall off, then we have to train and you have to run. So same, same for online business here. You do need to niche down if you want to succeed, if you want to cut through the noise. But we're going to give you a little reframe here inspired by my girl, Laura Jean. And in case you're one of those people that's like, I'm multi-passionate, there's a new word that, that I'm seeing thrown around. I can't remember it. But if you're multi-passionate um, and you're like, but I don't want to niche down, I feel caged in. Okay. I hear you. We are going to address that. So to start off, why do we need to niche down? I've made my case that you need to niche down, but why do we need to niche down? Remember, this. the reason you're listening to this episode, I'm guessing, is something having to do with a business, right? Having an online business. To that end, businesses are built on solutions to problems. I say it all the time. I borrowed that quote from Danny Matei. They're not built on your hopes and dreams and your wants and your, your opinions. Businesses are built on solutions to problems, which means you got to get specific and let people know that you can solve their problem. Not that you can solve all of their problems because people will not believe that. Right? They're not going to go to this general thing, right? You're not going to like be like, I'm going to the shoe store and I'm going to also pick up some milk from there. Like That's not how it works. So the reframe here that my girl, Laura Jean, she's dietitian values, going to bring her on the podcast. She's scheduled. I got to see when it's for, but either she's coming back on the podcast. She's been on before. I just did another episode on her podcast. Total banger. I don't think it's going to be out by the time this episode drops, but we can, lo- we can link the things that we do have. So thank you. Courtney. Uh, but the reframe by Laura Jean is, and I'm going to loosely paraphrase this, is don't look at niching down as saying no to parts of yourself or things that you enjoy. Look at niching down as giving your people something to say yes to. Pause for dramatic effect. It's just so good, right? It's just so good. You're giving your people something to say yes to. Yes, I have that problem. Yes, I want it solved. Yes, I want you to solve it for me. This is also incredibly helpful for you as the business owner. You get to work with people who you will be the best at helping. And you get to help them with things that you actually want to be doing. There is something so incredibly freeing the moment that you're able to say to someone, "Ah, you know what, I don't think we'd be a good fit. You know, hopefully you have a recommendation for them. But there's something so powerful about that moment because I get it when you first start you're like I'll take anybody like anyone's willing to pay me I will work with you I get it I've been there there's a time and a place for that but as you grow and evolve and get traction and build this business and and niche down at some point you're gonna be like nope you know what this isn't a good fit it's either not the problem I solve or it's not the person I really work with or whatever and when you can say no holy smokes is it a liberating moment So niching down helps your people, gives them something to say yes to, but it also helps you. The cool part about this reframe, right, giving people something to say yes to, is that you can still scratch the diversification of services and offers itch once you have what we're going to call captive customers. I know that that phrase may sound a little bit like negative or pejorative, um, and I got it from that book that I'm reading. Uh, What is the name of the book? Um, Demystifying, Competition Demystified. Right. Competition demystified. Still working on it. It's kind of dense. But they talk about this idea of captive customers, which just means like you're, so, you're super fans. These are people that they bought from you and they are in your ecosystem and they want you. The coolest part about this is that when you niche down, you get those people that you're the best at helping, you're the best at serving. That means that you can get them solutions to their problems. When you get them solutions to their problems in a way that they want, 
and from someone who they trust and like, which is you, they are there. They're not going anywhere. Think about yourself. You're just like, this is the person I'm, and you know, maybe it's your barber. Maybe it's where you get coffee from. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's me. That is amazing. And I'm incredibly grateful if it's me. You're there. So the cool part about scratching the itch now is that you can diversify your offers once you've broken through the trust barrier with these people. Someone that we're seeing this happen to on a massive scale right now is Ramit. I'm, I'm excited for this guy like I know him. He's having massive, just monumental success right now. He's at the top of the New York Times bestseller list. He has a top 10 podcast and he has a TV show that is now in the top 10 on Netflix. Amazing. And so the diversification happens for him like he's a finance guy he came you know he's like a financial literacy uh financial i don't say financial planner kind of guy but that's what he started off with right was with a blog helping people with financial things he really likes the psychology of of things he really likes the kind of relationship side of things and he's been able to create courses about that because he broke through the trust barrier got results for people with this one thing this one niche and now these things are still offshoots of, you know, building your rich life, but he has mindset courses and personal development courses. He has copywriting courses, right? He has how to launch things courses. We see scratching the edge. We see the diversification of things in terms of as well, in terms of how he creates, right? It's not just writing. Maybe if you're like, I like writing, I like video, I like things, cool. He's, he literally has a podcast. He has a massive uh, email list. He has the TV show. He has the best-selling book, right? We see that diversification that can happen. We niche down, we break through the trust barrier, and then we can scratch all the itches. Sounds weird, but I said it. Right. So if you want some help with this niching down process, I have dropped this... Um, resource before. I'm going to drop it again. It's going to be my free FT3 niche down workbook. I created this thing however many years ago uh, as part of the Instagram intensive actually because I saw people really struggling with this and you know if you want better answers ask better questions and sometimes that means asking more questions which is exactly what I do in the FT3. It's called FT3 because it stands for first this then that and that title speaks to the fact that oftentimes when people enter my ecosystem, they're looking to pivot or change, looking to go into a new niche perhaps. And so I want them to identify where they're currently at, what current you know, skill set do they, do they have, where are their eyes coming from, what are the results coming from, what are they like doing right now, and then also identify where they want to go and see if they can bridge the gap there. So if you want that worksheet, excuse me, that workbook, we will drop the link in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, and you can dive into that. It is pretty extensive. So, you know, give yourself some time. But if you are like, I'm really struggling with this, that's the number one resource that I'm going to suggest for you. I want you to understand if we zoom out for a second here that the process of niching down is to me about learning your no. And it's going to take time. I don't want to say it's, that it has to take time or needs to take time. But for most of us, it will take time. I started out with the niche of looking to start off in the niche of helping CrossFitters with pain and mobility. I don't do that anymore at all. I, mean, I do online business coaching for health and fitness pros who are looking to build profitable personal brands. Very, very different. You will learn your no as you go. If you're one of those you know, few really fortunate people that starts off and you're like, this is what I do. I love it. I'm thinking about my girl Courtney Conley right now. She's gate happens. She loves feet. Okay, cool. That's the thing. 
start off with that and you're good to go. You're, I know what my niche is. I will say as a little bit of a like tangent here, she has diversified. Her, her main thing is gait happens, but she's brought in, you know, breathing, hips, um, some FRC stuff. She's brought in PRI stuff. Why? Because she broke through the trust barrier. She doesn't have to just be about feet. There's a bit of an umbrella of feet there. Um, but you see how you can scratch these other itches once you've broken through that trust barrier. Um, so big thing to understand is that niching down is about learning your no and it will likely take time. As you go, you work with people and you're like, nah, I don't like that. You, you know, look to solve certain problems and you're like, ah, I'm not that good at that actually. I don't like doing that. And suddenly you're like, ah, but this other thing lights me up. I love doing that. Lean into that. I move in that direction. One thing that I will say is that your best bet for just getting started in that direction and, and in a direction with niching down is to lean on your current skill set. So again, I get people in my ecosystem that are kind of looking to pivot or shift or evolve. And I love that. That's awesome. I don't want them to just abandon what's behind them. Oftentimes people may feel like that because they're just like so salty and then just like burned out by that. And they're like, I'm just done with it. But the things that you've done, they are not by coincidence. And there's oftentimes a lot that we can take from them and use to build as we're going in the new direction. So think about your current skill set and what you can take from that as you move forward and are looking to provide solutions, new solutions to new problems, right? If you are looking to pivot and you're just learning things in this new niche that you want, there's a good chance that it's going to be extra, extra slow for you to get traction because you can't actually solve problems yet. Right? You are brand new. It's, it's like someone trying to start a business while they're in school learning about that thing. Can it be done? Yes, but it's very difficult. The example I'm thinking about right now is the, the prehab guys. Um, but the flip side of that is that I want all of you physical therapists listening to this to understand just how much more you know than the average person. That even when you're in school and you haven't practiced yet, you still know exponentially more than the general population, which is where we want you as a business owner Right? We, want, we need you to be 50 steps, more than 50 steps ahead of the people that you're working with, not just one step ahead of them. But in general, right, if you're learning the methodology, you're learning the thing, it becomes very difficult to have this big booming business. And if you're, if, I just want to manage expectations there where, yes, you can do it kind of concurrently, but don't expect to be like, okay, I'm just going to go online. I'm switching my niche. I am leaning into this new expertise that I don't have yet. I'm like, I'm learning, but I'm going to start this business and it's going to make me all this money. Give yourself 10 years. And then, yes, that's a very viable viable plan there, right? So looking at the outline, again, my suggestion, if you are thinking about niching down, or you're having some trouble with niching down, check out the FT3, that free workbook that I have. It is linked in the show notes. Thank you, Courtney. Zooming out, recapping the episode, closing the loop of learning. The point of this episode was to answer the question, do you actually need to niche down? The short answer Absolutely, yes. If you're looking for a resource to help you out with that, again, check out the FT3. If you're worried about being pigeonholed, remember that the goal is simply to provide something for your people to say yes to. Right? And from there, once you have break through the trust barrier, you can scratch all the itches. If you're not sure where to get started, and you're like, I don't know exactly what niche I want or cool, again, check out that free workbook that I, that I have for you. But Remember that this whole thing is a process, right? Choose a direction based on your current skill set and your current interests, and then be willing to give it the time it takes to learn your no as you go.
there you have it. Answered the questions, stoked about this episode. I told you in the little intro part that it was going to be a banger, and hopefully you agree. If you got questions, comments, concerns, additions, subtractions, anything, hit me up. I love hearing from you. You can shoot me a DM at The Movement Maestro. You can drop me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you, by the way. Uh, or you can shoot me a text. It will be me. It's going to be green because it's my sideline, but it will be me. 310-737-2345. I kind of whispered that. 2345. <laughs> that was weird. As always, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, Maestro 